o'clock. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets. Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And the Lincoln Journal stars Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Welcome back to Hour 2 on a Thursday. Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, early break. Show is sponsored by Gaina Trucking. We'll have Mike Schaefer here shortly. I know he's not here yet, but uh, he'll be here momentarily. Have you heard from him? No, but I, I saw him active on Twitter as of a half hour ago, so I know he's up and probably close by. He'll be here. It's always a little fluid with our guests. Um, what do you mean by that? Oh, sometimes they here sometimes they're not I, I i don't i think they're pretty loyal yeah, yeah. to you know, you know um i mean sean went to miami for one week yeah. he's allowed to leave for anyway park your nil takes a little extreme we were talking off air um it's the, the, i wish you would read Corey's text i don't think you will because it's it runs Should i count. read Corey's text <laughs> yes oh, fine i'll pull up Corey and lincoln's text regarding your take on nil that the great players will only come to Nebraska for one reason. All right. Okay, fine. Here's Corey's That's, text. It's patently untrue. He says, the money's just a part of it, and it's an extension of the passion in the state. You want to add winning to the equation. Obviously, that's the end game, but the fact is you can't swim with the big sharks without a robust NIL setup, and it's more and it's most important for a place like Nebraska. Bingo. Bingo. And it is more important because of Nebraska's lack of success compared to the other schools that O'Shawn Mathis is considering. <laughs> Look who's called in, Obama. Although, yeah, yeah wow. let's get him. Let's get him. Although, Texas has not been overly successful recently. Hello, right? They have not. That is true. USC, some. Penn State, some. Um, and then Ole Miss, some. All right. Well, we more just, successful than Nebraska. We just read a text from him, and now we get a phone. Let's call get a phone call because uh, Schaefer's not here yet. So Corey and Lincoln, uh, you're on early break, man. Go ahead. Hey, uh, first off, I wouldn't buy tickets to an Eric Church show, but if I did, I would have been pissed about that big time. Really? If you're going to cancel a week out on me? Come on. Thank why you not, for saying that. Why not? Like maybe throw the game up on the jumbotron in the arena or something. You know, that'd be kind of a unique experience for everybody. I doubt that's been done before, but uh, the reason I called, I just want to circle back real quick to uh, Harrison's review of uh, Rock and Roll Fantasy. Okay. <laughs> he, said, he said he liked the parts where there were riffs and, like, nothing else. Yeah, and Harrison in the rock and roll biz, that's what's referred to as a guitar solo. <laughs> <laughs> I know you don't find those on Kid Cudi tracks. <laughs> I like Kid Cudi, but uh, it's called a guitar solo, and they used to be in damn near every song. <laughs> damn, thank you for it. And it's a walk-off. That's a walk-off. Harrison, Harrison got taken to task for the first time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Let's go, Corey. Harrison. Uh, Harrison, that's what's known as a guitar <laughs> I know you don't find those on Kid Cudi tracks. <laughs> yeah, I like that part where the guy was playing the guitar and there's nothing else. 
<laughs> yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Ever hear of Jimi Hendrix? <laughs> <laughs> On that note, guess guess who's walked into the studio? Mike Schaefer, twenty four seven Sports. Good morning, Schaefer. Good morning. I feel like I walked into an old Mox Young segment. Yeah, that's probably true. No, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Corey took Harris, Young Harrison to, I wouldn't say took you to task. So, so what happened is that last, you know, I played Song of the Day last mm-hmm. segment. I played Rock and Roll Fantasy by Bad Company, and Harrison was asked to rate the, the song. Gave it a 7.2, which is high for him, and we asked why. I like the sound. I like the you know the guitar riffs, right? And he said there was a part where they just played the guitar and nothing else. <laughs> Which Corey just had to call back ten minutes later, saying that's that's called the guitar solo. <laughs> they don't. I know Kid Cudi doesn't do that. But <laughs> <laughs> no, it, is, it is. probably exist as much. Schaefer before. probably summed it up accurately. Old Mox Young. Yeah, yeah. There it is. Yeah, it's strange. How's concept. it going, Schaefer? It's good. How are you guys doing? Good. I uh, say wonderful. I, I want to address something. Wonderful. That you, that, yeah. that there's a little bit of sardonic dripping off of that wonderful. Oh, no. It usually is, isn't there? Yeah. In this no. world, yeah, there's a, that's a little. Sometimes yeah, Sybil is really earnest. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. How often, though? Uh, 30%? 3 out of 10? 3 out of 10. Yeah. Yeah, I go yeah, with that. Don't worry about it. Yeah, wonderful. There was some sardonic to that. Yeah. Uh, good, Sha- good detection, Schaefer. I, would you would you call yourself a curmudgeon? Yes, I mean most people do. Okay, so, yeah. well you had a very yes. you had a very curmudgeony tweet yesterday. I did. Yes, oh, you did. You let's did. hear this. I would say that it was joyful. Well, okay, you, let's put some context. I, I want this to shape. I want to make sure I read the tweet correctly. Uh, but it, you were referring to Mark Whipple. Oh, what a moment. talking about the spring. Uh, uh, not the spring. He was talking specifically spring about game. strategy for the spring game. Yeah. Spring game. Yeah, I want you to present I'm getting, this. All right, here we go. The, the tweet that Schaefer said yesterday regarding Mark Whipple in the spring game was this. Mark Whipple throwing cold water on the spring game makes me happy. Oh, I bet it does. <laughs> oh, I bet it does. Moment. Could you please go does. into context? I bet it does. Yeah, Schaefer, I, context. So I should have, because I knew I was going to get asked about this yes, as you soon were. as I tweeted about it. You're I should have right, pulled the quote so I could read it verbatim. But there's a moment where he's more or less asked about like how he's going to utilize quarterbacks in the spring game or what he wants to get out of the spring game. And he kind of just has this like little, uh, I guess you could say, rant isn't correct, but there's it's just you pull it out of the context of everything else. It's kind of funny, and he more or less says that like the spring game, the only thing he cares about is that they leave healthy, yeah, which makes sense. He clearly does not care about whether they put on a show or anything like that, which is fair and accurate and what you would want from a coach anyways. And then there's a moment in there where he evokes Casey Thompson and he kind of says it like this and he just trails off. And this is like, this is the best moment of it. And he basically says, Casey Thompson played Oklahoma last year as if, you know, like nothing that's going to happen on Saturday has any real bearing about what they think of Casey Thompson (laughs) in terms of his ability to play in an actual game. So going into a scrimmage against yourself in front of fans where you don't tackle is not going to rate real high on Mark Whipple's scale of, you know, who's moving where. Right. Yeah. He said that. And having a coach put it in those terms, (laughs) which is how I think they all think for the most part, and largely how I have thought for a long time 
was wonderful because there are still people who really feel like the spring game is this launching board into someone's career, uh-huh. and it, it's not. It, yeah. It's just not. Oh, he's – yeah, thank you, Schaefer. We're on the same page. We As a or, news organization at the Journal Star, we treat it like it's a Super Bowl and cover it that way. Yep. A, and I always find myself like, what am I doing? <laughs> this is unbelievable. Practice. Yeah, he also – quarter when someone you've never heard of intercepts the quarterback that you know will never play on the yeah. field other than in We have April. to make that a thing. And then it's like, oh, was this a large moment? Is yeah, this a potential a guy moment. to know? Yeah. No, that's just someone who's on the team. Yeah. Now here's the deal. He also he also said he hadn't even thought about the spring game. <laughs> <laughs> it was he such said, a great moment. I'm standing in the back and it's just like I have my hands up and I'm just like preach, preach. You're my hero. He Mark. wasn't necessarily. I mean, it was very genuine. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't. He was not. He was not being disparaging. No, the he didn't game. go out of his way to be cutting. No. It was just. It's the, just the reality of the situation. It's how he said it, and then the trailing off of like, well, you know, Casey played Oklahoma, <laughs> and then it's just kind of like out there, like, really, if your your thought is I'm going to get a read on Casey Thompson by watching the spring <laughs> right. game after he went through April a season 9th. with Texas, yeah. yeah. Oh, so there's that, yeah. And he, he he did say there's there's some evaluation that could take place of younger players. Yeah, he said it was bigger for younger players. Yeah, bigger yeah, for he hasn't players. thought about the spring. But game he said yet. he said we haven't even talked about the yeah, spring game. It was wonderful. He, yeah, the concept. He said like, we haven't even talked about what we're gonna do. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> They'll figure oh, that out man. this coming week. What else, Schaefer, made an impression on you yesterday? I um, hate asking that question. Or or, or through spring ball. So yeah, far something. Let, should we narrow it down? Let's narrow it down the question. Okay. Um, are I mean, you? I could I could answer the really general one. All right, ask, yeah, yeah, do the real general. <laughs> one. Uh, I I found myself kind of interested talking with AJ Rollins because it's the first time that we've had the opportunity to do so. AJ Rollins. Um, he and Nate Borkercher are basically the big beneficiaries of Travis Vokalek, who is already basically sitting out this spring, and then. Thomas Fedoni, whose injury mm-hmm. sort of opened up more opportunity. And A.J. Rollins, so uh, I was asking him about this. He basically went into the spring with a different goal than how he's leaving spring. And what I mean by that is after he got through the first couple of weeks, he got a phone call during the, the break period from Sean Becton, who basically told him, you've, you know, you've got to come in here and ready to work because you're going to get more reps than what you're prepared for, I think. And so he he kind of challenged him to come back really hard in the, the final couple weeks before the the red-white game. And I, I just find this – A.J. Rollins is someone we don't talk a lot about because Thomas Fedoni is above him. And he committed in, inadvertently in the same week, or incidentally, I should say, in the same week that Thomas Fedoni did. This is a guy who's a really athletic player in high school – that was a good basketball player, played two ways for Creighton, and he's finally getting the opportunity to focus on just one position. Mm-hmm. And he's someone that I think could be more helpful than you would have guessed coming into the year. I, I don't know that I look for him to take over you know, a big portion of the tight end room if Travis Vokalek is healthy. I don't know that he's jumping Nate Borkercher in, mm-hmm. the, in the immediacy, but he's someone who's getting to utilize this spring in a way that I think really takes a bad thing and potentially benefits exactly. the team. Yeah. And I, I think that his growth has gone up exponentially 
because of Nebraska having to make the most out of a bad situation. And I think he's one of those guys that because he had to play basketball and we were talking about this, like he one, he was never really able to keep weight on. So now he's able to do that. And two, he's able to just focus on one thing instead of having multiple sports, multiple positions. And guys like that tend to have a pretty quicker, quick trajectory. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's someone that I just feel like I had forgotten about that have now rediscovered, and I'm pretty intrigued by it. Yeah, so Nate Borkerchurt, A.J. Rollins, and James Carney are yep. the, are really benefiting from... Yeah, the I didn't mean to leave James basic, out. I just feel like he's no, probably you got it. the third on the list. Yeah, we're well, talking about the top four tight ends not being in service right now. Yeah, no Vocal. Hickman, no Brewington, no Fedoni, uh, no Vokalik. Right. In, so you're just getting a ton of reps. If for young guys. A guy still standing right now. Yeah. And the tight end room, I mean... They, you know, Sean Becton was talking about this. I wasn't over there for it, but Bruns informed me of it, and I read about it. Mm-hmm. They talked about the tight end usage could be a little bit different this year, that, you know, it's a big part of the the Mark Whipple offense. And I'm reading these quotes, and I'm thinking Austin Allen left a year Yeah, early. yeah, he did. I mean, you want to talk about a guy who <laughs> maybe it, it well, he still was, but- was confounding to me that they couldn't involve him more at times last year. In the red year. zone? In the red zone specifically. Yeah. He, I, mean, I mean, he had 38 catches. Yeah, and it came he was on still late. first. Team um, Olympic ten. It's it's just games like Minnesota when you're struggling to score in close and then okay. you're down fourteen and he's able to just go get this highlight reel touchdown yep. uh at the end of that game. And it's like, well, you could have been doing that. The whole See, year here's the thing lot. though, isn't Austin Allen not to take issue with what you're saying, I'm not, but Austin Allen would have been a six year player. Yeah, he would have had to have it it's yeah. not like it was a real decision. I right. think a lot of us were projecting for him to go. Yeah. Um, especially because now the assumption is I think he's worked his way into the very end of the draft, whereas before kind of felt like he was going to be an undrafted free agent. What else is on your mind, Jake? Well, do I you mean, wanna, do you want to give your NIL thoughts to well, I, I like to, I'd like to talk. Are they your that, thoughts or did Sipple no, they're not. push you no, into a corner, a, beat I'm, you I'm, with a phone book and make you No, no, he's yeah, worse than I am. I beat myself it. with the phone book, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're talking about in this in this example, O'Shawn Mathis is the guy Nebraska's looking mm-hmm. at the defensive end from TCU who is going to have you know was the, the the best player left in the portal right now until we have the post spring additions yeah. to the portal until there's a whole new wave. Like uh, in Nebraska, if they want to get this guy, they're going to have to pony up quite a bit with 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 uh, nil money to Fact. to beat out Texas, to beat out USC, to beat out Ole Miss, all teams that have a lot going for them. And this and is where coaches. I disagree with Jake what he's about to say. I, I just asked the question. Schaefer, and do, I did not beat this out of it. Do players... Are, <laughs> no phone books. No phone books. <laughs> I did it myself. Are, right. are we going to get to a point, or are we already at the point where, it's for Nebraska, let's look at Nebraska, it's going to be that the players come here just for money over the opportunity for what they, they can do at the school. What I tell Jake is that's an extremely myopic and um, viewpoint. Extremely... It's just too extreme. Well, like Schaefer's thoughts. Okay. Well, I think you're always going to have some guys that end up here because they have known it their whole life or they've come to it and really get into the recruiting process of it. Um, And then you're going to have some guys that treat it like a business decision, and you already have that. And so I don't don't look at it much from that point of view because if if O'Shawn Mathis is trying to find the best spot for him to go and he also wants to try to – take advantage of what he can then he's just treating it like it's a business decision and if that means coming to nebraska and playing two years here and having the opportunity to be an all big 10 defensive player 
Nebraska fans are going to sign up for that every day. I, I, it's You can't get too locked in on the specifics of why someone chooses to go anywhere. I mean, you have enough guys that have come to Nebraska allegedly for the love of the program that get here and realize it's just not for them, either culturally or they don't fit the level of football or they're frankly not good enough to play here in the first place. Or they do love the culture and they love the city and those are all reasons yeah. that would be in addition to maybe making a little money well yeah and there's there's going to be people that come here that you know they come here because there was a great nil package but it was also because they wanted to be part of the atmosphere that's been fostered over there and they want to be part of a place that really cares about college football i mean you can have both it doesn't have to be an either or yeah okay that's what i'm saying it's just too extreme of a viewpoint just to say oh he's just coming for the money well, part two then of O'Shawn Mathis. <laughs> Nebraska's defensive line has a lot to be desired right now in terms of you lost sure. a lot of players. Uh, it's the scariest part of the team. It's scary. Ha- in your opinion, has it has it become almost vital that they get O'Shawn Mathis? Uh, yes. I guess if I was given the choice between O'Shawn Mathis and a space eater that can play okay. nose tackle or defensive tackle... I'm more worried about the interior of Nebraska's defensive line than I probably am their ability to um, rush the passer. I really am. I I have some real concerns about how that is going to play out up front, and part of it is they just don't have bodies. I mean, they Mike Dawson talked about that last week, where they're just you know guys are getting reps on reps on reps because they just don't have. Um, or maybe it was Tuesday or when, or Monday. Yeah, it was Monday. Um, they just don't have that many people. And so I, I have more of a concern there. But, yeah, he's, here's my if, if you can get O'Shawn Mathis, you're not going to turn your nose up. See, I think if you get O'Shawn Mathis, it, in it, I, I'm thinking out loud right now, which is really scary. Does it kind of help your interior because you might be able to? You can pull somebody off the – end spot and slide them inside. I, I So part of it is I don't know exactly what formation and how Nebraska plans on lining up. I think mostly 4-3, Shafe. Yeah. So, I mean, Jamari Butler was basically saying that Garrett Nelson has spent the whole spring with his hand in the dirt. Right. So I, right. it's just uh, what I have known versus what they're going to look like are two different things, so I have to wrap my head around that, too. Yeah, we have to we have to lose this idea that we're it's a 3-4 defense. It is – it is more of a four three at this point, but you know they're switching in and out of it. Yeah, I, I don't. It's almost to the point where it's hard to say it's one or the other because it's going right. to be entirely personnel dependent on what they have on their. Well, roster. and part of the reason though, you might want you might think of it more as a four three now, or because of the numbers of interior guys you just alluded to. If you're in a four three, you don't worry about it quite as much. Yeah. You, if you're in a three four, you need three guys every play, and then six, and then nine. When it's just two, if it's just two, then it, you know, obviously the math, just do the math. Do you understand, Yeah, Nick? Yeah. Uh, I'm curious. You mentioned Garrett Nelson having his hand in the dirt. What, what, are, your, what are your thoughts on him being on the line? Uh, I'm, I'm fine with it. I don't know that it gives him a bigger edge in terms of um, rushing the – in terms of rushing the quarterback. I, you know, Garrett Nelson's strength was never playing in coverage. I mean – when yep. teams were able to kind of take advantage of Nebraska, especially in 2020, before he kind of really made his move as a player, they would get him in space. I'm thinking of Northwestern did a really nice job of they would run their tight end against him and 
he would bite really hard on the the run pass option, and that tight end would be wide open in the flats for twelve <laughs> yep. yards every time. Yep. And so once they started getting him out of having to be there, and he basically mm. was a forward playing player, he got a lot better, I think, pretty quickly. And so I I think the defensive end role suits him. Um, he's he's big enough, he's strong enough. I I just don't know that it's going to mean more sacks necessarily. Uh, but I I don't think it. I think it's taking the best player you can and making the most out of that situation because I, I just don't know how they would run their 3-4 with what they have right now. I, I think the I, front seven looks better in this 4-3 alignment with Garrett Nelson playing down. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the de- – I mean, the defensive line discussion we're going to be talking about for it's a long time. It's not going away. It's not going away. Well, what Schaefer said, though, is correct. I mean, it's – and it's very possible they could go into the portal and find an interior. Yeah. Well, they've tried. I mean, it's line. like that's the thing. It's not for the lack of effort. They've gone after defensive linemen in the portal uh, throughout this interior. whole time. Yeah. Interior guys, and they just haven't been able to find the right piece. But that doesn't mean that if you get through the majority of people's spring balls and a defensive lineman's just like, all right, I don't want to be here anymore. Nebraska is going to have a few spots to play with and potentially could add a guy. But yeah, I mean, you're you're likely to uh, you're you're probably more likely to add a defensive lineman with the credentials of Jordan Riley than you Tim. are of adding someone who's really been there and is going to be this established veteran. I mean, those guys are just really tough to pull. Uh, before we get to break, again, you can call us at 464-5685. Get your questions into Mike Schaefer. Uh, the hour is sponsored by Trek CBD. Schaefer, 84th and Highway 2. You you went over there this week and talked to Shannon and Scott. What uh, what he got? Yeah, I actually left the uh, – I, I bought Jake an item. So oh, I was, whoa. I was, I've uh, got an item? I was going to bring him something, and then I forgot this morning because naturally I was running late. Bring I, it I later. I still haven't quite timed the Thursday appearance. Well, you got to be here for the spillover, so – yeah, if you're if it's an hour, if you're staying here till eight fifteen, so yeah, seven fifteen is probably so acceptable. Uh, so I was over at, at Trek CBD and they have a, several new products, and so I I tried recently the syrup that Jake had talked yeah. about, and it's basically you can take this syrup and put it with any drink that you have. It adds flavor to it, and it has uh, Delta Nine property in it as well which is one step above delta eight and having recently now experienced delta nine i can tell you that you can sort of feel the difference in the step if you're in the right frame of mind so Hello. uh if you if you wanted to reach beyond the clouds that delta eight can take you to delta nine could be your friend in that capacity. i would suggest five fifty nine a.m for you on that delta nine before the show <laughs> you, want, you, want, you want to put me in the clouds yes Calm you down. You, a little bit. I don't know if you want the guy you running want your that. show in the clouds. Mm-hmm. I don't you get, think so. You get in your head and fixated on thoughts. You kind of forget <laughs> yeah. what time it is pretty quickly. So Whoa, man, you're a, you're at a break, and all of a sudden you're back, and Jake is just off thinking about you know. Craig I think Norman more like at eight thirty. I take it possibly. Okay, this is syrup. Yeah, you just, syrup. You just hemp, add it. Hemp to, derived delta nine, yep. not pancake syrup. You, could you nope, put it not on pancake? pancake syrup? This is if you just yeah. you're like this bottle of water. I could just put a couple, you know, caps in there, swish it around. It turns blue. It tastes like blue raspberry. Is that right? And you know, by is? the end of that drink, you're you're off into the clouds. And so that was that was a new experience for me. What else have I tried? They have uh, caramel corn popcorn Ooh. that has Ooh, uh, dangerous, you know. It has THC with it. Wow. There, it's dangerous. a, it's a bag. Dangerous. Like It's a one-size serving bag for like the majority of America. Uh, you can't do it that way. 
you you really got to <laughs> layer it out easy. or you're going to go too far. Jerry Garcia. You'll be so you gotta, you gotta I be will be Jerry Garcia. <laughs> so, you know, these are these are just some of the new products that they have over there. Oh, and they, they have a couple other things. I They gave me an opportunity to try something called Death by Gummies. So it's, at some point, I'm going to come into this show yeah, on a Thursday. Please do. And I'm going to explain to you what that experience is like. But from talking with Scott, it sounds like something that I should do on a Saturday afternoon when I have no other plans. Because on the label, it says, do not operate heavy machinery after taking. <laughs> so, you know, I don't I don't want to be uh, try around car. any forklifts or anything that I could get in trouble with. <laughs> Stay yeah. off the floor. So, I look forward to that. All right. that'll, be a, that'll be a good conversation. When we All right, so that. Jake, you got to get Jake the syrup at some point. Yeah, Hep yeah. Nine, Delta 9. I uh, I have a different thing for Jake. I'll okay. be curious. That's, that's all at Trek CBD, 84th and Highway 2, or at trekcbd.com. If you have any questions for Mike Schaefer, please call or text 464-5685. More next on Early Break on the Ticket.